0: On today's episode, we're talking about name, image, and likeness and NFTs. From Engagement, I'm David Millay, and this is Flip the Switch. quick plug before we get to our guest introduction today if you're focused on guest experience or employee experience definitely go check out our email newsletter as we work with pro teams and college athletic departments around the country we're taking the lessons that we learn from our experiments and our projects and we're putting those insights into the newsletter a couple of times per week you'll get everything from the articles and content that are inspiring us to innovate as well as new tools that we're using and loving if you get value from this show, you're going to love the newsletter. To sign up, head to engagementpartners.com newsletter. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Flip the Switch, where normally we sit down with leaders and executives in customer experience, employee experience, And we try to figure out what trends they're paying attention to, what experiments they're running, what are the insights that drive success in their career. And then we take those insights and we apply them to the world of sports and entertainment. Now, today's episode is a little bit different because we're not sitting down with an executive. We're actually sitting down with our first student athlete that we have ever had on the show. And appropriately, uh, if we're going to have a student athlete on the show, why not go big? Uh, we were blessed to have Luca Garza join us, the 2021 Naismith Trophy Award winner, the AP College Basketball Player of the Year, Lute Olson National Player of the Year, Senior Class Award, Iowa All-Time Leading Scorer, Wooden Award winner, Luca Garza. Now, Luca came on the show to talk about something that's near and dear to his heart, which is NFTs and NIL and the combination of both of those things. Um, so a couple, uh, let's call it a, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess, maybe early last month or late last month, early this month, uh, Luca was the first student athlete to create and sell his own NFT. Uh, and and now there have a, been a bunch of players that have followed suit uh trying to replicate the success that Luca had when launching his NFT. Now, also a special day on the day of this recording, uh Luca and his team announced the creation of a new group called Luca Garza NFT group.io. So, what the heck is this new group that Luca and his team are creating? Well, Going through the process that they went through, creating their own NFT, they really are seeking out to tackle this challenge of how does name, image, and likeness combine with NFT to allow creators, artists, student athletes, uh, musicians, a new way to monetize on their name, image, and likeness, uh, and doing that through NFTs. So the mission of this group is really to help these athletes, artists, musicians, students on monetizing that NIL and that includes things other than NFT as well. Ultimately, this group also can help administrators, the NCAA, athletic directors to really understand how this world of NFT works. And it really provides a solution to the current conversation around player revenues that are often talked about in a, a zero-sum game economics type of conversation. This is now creating new money into the marketplace as opposed to having to have student-athletes split the money between the incumbents and student-athletes, if you will. Um, so we are linking to the website in the show notes. So if you want to see what Luca Garza NFTgroup.io is all about, we're putting the website in the show notes. Now, last thing before we jump into this great episode with Luca, I got to give a special shout out to my Iowa boys for helping me prep for this episode. Some of my best friends are Iowa guys, Jerry, Zach, Dave, and Dave, they helped me write a lot of these questions uh, and give me some more insight into what Luca and his team were doing. Uh, We're going to link to their Twitter handles in the show because you got to give love to the people that support you. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode with Luca Garza. Luca, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are excited to jump in with you. So you are our first student athlete to come on the show. So normally we have executives from all different types of industries. Uh, but I think it's appropriate that we've got the 2021 Smith Trophy Award winner, AP College Basketball Player of the Year. The list goes on, all the awards that you've won. So I think it's appropriate that you're our first student athlete on the show. And you've got some big news. So we're excited to get into what you guys have been doing. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so let's talk first, high level, right? Really weird year that you guys just closed out. No fans in attendance in the in the stadiums, in the arenas. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from a branding perspective on connecting with fans, even though they weren't in the venue?
1: Yeah, no, it was obviously a unique, uh, you know, a unique year in that aspect. You know, we had no fans, we had no connection. Um, You know, to our fan base throughout the entire year, we were kind of out there on the court by ourselves, which is, you know, something that was different. But I think it kind of built us as a team and and was special for our group. But I think it's it was kind of just awesome to be able to experience what, you know, you know, the Internet and everything, Twitter and how, how much people came together through social media and different things like that to support us. And we felt the support of Hawkeye Nation throughout the entire year in that way. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously with the rise of our team, I think we were put on a national media scale that we had never really been on before. Um, in my experience at Iowa, you know, obviously, you know, you play a game, you check ESPN after, and they're playing, you know, the highlights Sports Center. You know, that was something that we weren't accustomed to before. And that was just speaking to the success of our team. And I think that just made it really, really, you know, great for our fan base to be able to to follow us. If they miss a game, they could just check Sports Center and see, you know, everything like that. So I think that, you know, I think it just kind of, increased uh, the brand of University of Iowa basketball in general. I think we got became more well-known um, you know, to everybody um, as one of the better teams in the country. So I think that was, that was a very uh, cool experience. I
0: love it. Yeah. And I think you, you said something in there too, around the internet really allowing you guys to be able to connect to this broader fan base than mm. what traditionally might just be in the arena. And and that kind of brings us to some of the really cool things that you guys are working on around NFTs and what technology has allowed us to do to be able to connect with different fans. Um, so you were the first student athlete to really come out with your own NFT, if you will. That was a great, successful auction on OpenSea, but we'll talk about some of the challenges you guys might have faced there. But what sparked your initial interest in NFTs and where were you learning about those from first?
1: You know, um, you know I'm an economics major, so I've, I've understood the tech world. And I've heard about you know, NBA top shot and different things like that so I was always interested in what, what it was and I knew what it was and my dad was the same way uh he was also big into the tech industry as well so we kind of kind of brought the idea towards me about possibly doing one of my own and it was you know different something that you know no one had done before and I, I kind of like that I, I kind of liked being you know the first person to be able to embark on something like this and and obviously to start you know monetizing my brand but it was important for me to to make it different uh, to, to make it different than you know, a usual one. And that, you know, involved all the utilities that came with the card. Obviously, you know, my game worn shoes, you know, me being able to actually meet the person, go to dinner, and play a game of horse, meditation session, all these sorts of things. And, and and also, you know, being able to give some of that money back to charity uh to the to, to the children's hospital at the University of Iowa, which was something that was really important to me. And it's and it's awesome, you know, obviously it actually went well. You know, I just zoomed and met. You know, the, the person who won my card and, and you know, he's, he's a great guy and I'm looking forward to continue to to know him and, uh, you know, build more of a connection with him.
0: So so for those people that aren't as familiar with NFTs, maybe talk a little bit about the value of being able to tie those experiences to this non-fungible artwork, if you will, that initially is kind of the tangible thing that you're selling. But talk about how those experiences tie in and what the value that the technology actually provides for fan
1: building and interaction. You know, I I think it's just a really cool all-around package that comes with, you know, with my first NFT was everything that came with it. Obviously, you know, the token itself, the non-fungible token was a very cool piece of artwork. And it's a one-of-one you know, basically, digital trading card. And and as a kid, I was big into collecting trading cards and, and different things like that. And then, as you've seen, the growth of Top Shot and how cool you know people are really enjoying these moments, these these uh, you know these things like this on on, on, on these NFTs um, because it's like a trading card, it's something collectible. It's it's one of one. It's only yours. You know, no one else can have it. You were the you were the exclusive owner of it, which makes it really cool. And then when you package that. With you know, different things that you can get with winning the NFT, it's kind of a, uh, a cool bundle, if you will, uh, of different memorabilia or collectibles or experiences that you get to know with the athlete. So it's, it's not only just, you know, you're getting all of the stuff, you're also getting to meet me and, and different things like that. And that's what I thought was special about that. As well as your money is also going to a good cause because a portion of it is for, sure. for me is coming going, going to University Iowa Children's Hospital, which is something you know that I, I thought was different, and I haven't seen that done before. And, and I just you know obviously I'm very passionate about doing that.
0: I, I love that you you did that with the money, and and that's where you kind of were focused there. Um, yeah. it, the the NFT aspect of it, the experiences that you talked about being able to zoom with a fan. I do think that NFTs in general let us connect and create those deeper emotional connections one on one with fans. I mean that that fan that you zoomed with, that guy's gonna be talking about that for years to come <laughs> as the highlight and the pinnacle of his experience with Iowa athletics. Um and, and so anyway, exactly I, go ahead.
1: Exactly. I mean when you buy a trading card from the store, you don't get to meet the person, you know, you don't need to get to meet the person on the card. So this this makes it a little bit different. You know, you you are buying it from me, you know, it's not through some other, you know, different you know, kind of a way, you know, when you're buying the trading card, you're buying the NFT, you know, you get to have that connection with the person. So I think that's what's special. I think that's what's going to make, that's what makes NBA top shot. That's what's going to make individual NFTs from different players, you know, special is, is there, is that kind of connection.
0: Let, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about some of the application within the NCAA of this, right? Your, your teammate, Jordan Bohannon, he's, he's been heavily involved in the non-NCAA property movement, and NIL obviously is, I mean, really hot right now this this week as we talk about it. How do you see NFTs playing a role in NIL in the future of NIL? Really about allowing college athletes to kind of monetize their fandom. And I think
1: the biggest thing, you know, with the NFT and with NIL is that, you know, this NFT it doesn't cost anything to the NCAA. You know, they don't have to pay us a salary. You know, that's not what we're that's what people are looking for. We're, we're looking for the ability to monetize off our new image, like this, which is ours. And so I think, you know, obviously I'm I'm so blessed and grateful to have played in the NCAA um, and, and to have been an athlete at this level. It, it changed my life forever and, um, and, and special. But I think when we're moving towards the future, I think this is a, a good way for, you know, a different revenue stream to be created for the athletes. That has nothing to do with the NCAA. You know, it's not – it's not a, we're not taking money from the NCAA and giving it to ourselves, and, and and we're just you know making the money off our own name and not even having to deal with the NCAA much if you know NIL is passed or something like that. So I see it as a kind of solution that can help. You know, if, if people are able to monetize off their names, then they can do this, and and we're not you know asking the, uh, uh, to the NCAA to pay us salaries. We're not asking to get involved with all the advertisements that the schools already have. You know, we're doing something completely different. Uh, that is unique um, and 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 it doesn't bother anything the NCAA is already doing itself. So I, I think that's a, you know, it's, it's a unique solution, but I think it can definitely work as, you know, there's always a room for trading cards. That will always be something that's special to people is that memorabilia, collecting things, doing things like that. That's just, that's just human nature. So I, I think this is a really cool way that can help in that regard.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, right? I mean, we we do a lot of work with college athletic departments on the business end of things. And when I look at a lot of the revenue sharing bills that are out there, part of, part of how I look at that, I'm like, I see the P&Ls that people are looking at. I'm like, I don't know where this extra money is going to be coming from because there's already so heavy expenses. But if athletic departments can start to shift their mindset to start thinking, well, how can we become a place where we empower student athletes to go generate additional revenue and exactly. build the brand? They're going to be in a lot better spot. And I think that's how you guys are looking at it with this new company. Is that right? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: 100%. For sure. You know, I'm launching that Luca, Luca Garza NFT group.io, which is a, it's going to be uh, hopefully a place that other college athletes once in those a, in a past can come to to have these NFTs made for them. Have it, you know, much easier process. Um, you know, obviously, with me having to deal with the whole process of making it myself is different. So, going through me as a third party and my group and our team, and we will we'll be able to help that and create NFTs and, and hopefully, you know, help people monetize their name, image, and likeness um, like they've been wanting to do in an efficient way. And, and like you said, you know, this this is a this is a new revenue stream for them, so, or for you know, the college athletes, and we're not taking money out of. The, the NCAA contracts or the, the TV contracts, we're not taking any of that money. We're creating our own revenue by doing something like this. And that's why I think, you know, I've already had different athletes come to me and ask me what the NFT is. What does that look like? How do you do that? And I feel like, you know, with my success in the first one and, and obviously, you know, I'll be launching another one soon with the success of that one, hopefully you know, I'll have a good enough resume to show that I have a model that can help you do this in the most efficient and the best way possible. And I think that's all I'm trying to get across is we're trying to help you, um, you know, be able to do that with all the hassle of having, having to figure everything out. Like our team was able to do for the first one successfully.
0: I have so many more questions now, uh, as we talk about this new group that you formed Luca Garza NFT group. Um, Maybe we start here. I mean, what were some of the challenges that you faced going through that initial NFT creation process with with OpenSea that obviously there was enough challenges there or enough learnings there that you learned that you started the own group? Maybe talk to us about some of that process and what you learned from it that informed the creation of this new group.
1: You know, I think there was just, you know, a, a lot of things we had to do, um, you know, to kind of start this with the digital wallet, with, with the whole setup, with the artwork, having to figure out you know, what images, different things like that to not get caught up in anything. I think it was uh, important in the way we did that. But, you know, I think the thing that our team is going to help is that, you know, that I had a great team to help me or do that. You know, not a regular college athlete isn't going to have the people around him to be able to do that successfully every single time, unless, you know, you sign and sign with somebody or do something like that, which, you know, you won't be able to do right. with NIL being passed. We'll still have to to go about this a different way. So with, with that, that is that is a solution I provide. is an easier way to do this. That you know, you don't have to you know pay someone else a different percentage of this and this and this, and then you're stacking up your your profit. And you look and you know you you gave most of your money away to people to create the NFT in general. So I think uh, we provide a solution to that um, with helping you do take care of everything that you know, involves NFT if you come to us uh, to be able to do that. And that's why we're we're going to be different than you know just trying to do it on your own. It's because we have the model that has been successful proven to be successful and we're going to help you be successful with it as well. Um, so that, I think that's just what it's important about it. And also, you know, this is a lens of, of a college student. I've, I've been there. Uh, I've experienced this as much as you have. It's not big business. You know, I'm not a huge corporation company that's trying to take advantage of you. No, I, I want you to be successful. I want you to make money off your name, image and likeness. And obviously with the 14 States that are passing this in July, and I think that's going to be a start of it is trying to help some of those guys um, you know, be able to do this and 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 make some money for themselves, um, you know, through this way, and um, that's why I feel like it's 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 kind of a cool opportunity for me to be able to help people and and obviously um, continue to give back and 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 obviously with my model, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it that I'm excited to to share with whoever you know joins the the group.
0: Yeah, I mean this is great and especially I think from your legacy as a student athlete being able to go out and give back and be on the the leading edge of helping these student athletes that follow in your footsteps being able to monetize that name image and likeness I mean one kudos for doing this. But I have a ton more questions. So uh real quick so do you do you think that your primary customer of of Luca Garza NFT group is it going to be the organizations and the athletic departments themselves or do you envision student athletes of all different types of sports coming to you guys from a consumer basis. Is it going to be more of a B2B product focus or is it going to be more of a B2C product focus? You think?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be more of the student athletes coming to us individually. You know, obviously we haven't started it or, you know, uh, even, you know, started that process. So we don't know yet. Um, And we'll figure it out along the way, but I think this is a way, you know, because, you know, a, a college athlete can come and we can help him do his own card continue to do that for many, many different athletes. And I think that that was kind of the idea of it, Um, you know, in general was just to be able to to help people uh, help players do this in any sport and any you know thing to be able to monetize their name and likeness because they probably won't have the resources that I do. And obviously I was done with my college career, was done with my eligibility. So I was able to do a lot of different things and have a lot of people around me to help me uh, successfully pull this off. But in college, you know, there are going to be players when once NL is passed, they aren't going to be able to do it. So how do they do this efficiently? How do they get this out effectively? How are they able to to do this? Um, and, and that is where we come in and to be able to provide a solution to their answers and, and hopefully help them, you know, make some money off their name and 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 start to build their own brands. Beautiful. Um,
0: we've got uh, we've got Jim Cavale from Influencer coming on the show later this week. Uh, so I'm curious if it, will you guys integrate with some of this, these more traditional tools that might be there? Have you given thought to that yet?
1: You know, honestly, you know, obviously, I know you know Mr. Cavale. He's he's been very supportive of me throughout my career, and 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 he's been awesome. And and what he's done with the influencer app is is so cool, and and it helps the college athletes so much. Especially, you know, I remember freshman year when we 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 play a game and we're looking through the internet of what pictures we like. But then, you know, now you just go to the app and every picture of you is just right there. And that, that really helps without being able to, to express yourself on social media and, and push your own brand without, you know, obviously monetizing off it, but push your own brand by posting on social media all these cool pictures. So I think that's a really, really cool thing. You know, I, I haven't, I actually haven't thought of that at all. Um, and I think that could be interesting uh, to have some conversation. You guys, still, you, you guys are still, you guys are still in day one, right? I don't, I don't yeah. blame you
0: for having not through thought through every aspect of it. Uh, exactly. You guys have already thought through so many great aspects of it. I mean, I, I actually see you guys from what little I know, just from this conversation, I, I see you guys as building on, you're the next level of that, right? Where mm-hmm. influencer, as I saw, it was really about helping you build your brand and you guys, it, it appears is, is really about helping monetize that brand and even take it. In, yes, it exactly. Next um, exactly. All right. Well, so, so as we wrap up here, we got a couple more questions. Um, obviously our, our audience tends to be a, a lot of senior leaders in sports and entertainment, but for leaders specifically in college athletics that are in this space grappling with NIL and the future implications, you know, what advice might you give to them from your unique perspective as a student athlete?
1: Um, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is that, you know, every athlete's grateful for our experience in college athletics. We, we are grateful for the opportunity to perform at that level in on that stage. But I think at a certain point, um, everybody has to understand that, you know, we as athletes, you know, bring a lot of revenue to the schools, to the NCAA and different things like that. And we should have the right to kind of use our own names in our own way to create revenue for ourselves and not take money away from anybody else. Not any contracts, like I said, or anything with the NCAA, but be able to use it, you know, ourselves, you know, why, why can't there be you know, Luca Garza camp when I'm in college. You know, why can't I start helping kids in that way and being able to profit myself in that way? Or, you know, obviously, why can't I do an NFT in college? That has nothing to do, you know, with the NCAA. That's just my own name. It's my own image. It's my own likeness. So I think that's that's the biggest thing. And I've been a guy who's been appreciative of the NCAA every single step of the way. But once you see the way the future is going, you know, I, I saw this now as an opportunity to kind of help people you know, that with that transition, you know, obviously I just went, I'm starting to go through with being able to monetize of off my name for the first time ever. But now, you know, when college kids can do this, I think I, I I saw that as an opportunity to help those guys be able to do that while they're still in college. So, you know, I think that's, that's what's really cool about it. And obviously there's been a lot of progress and Jordan Bohan has done a lot of great work, but I, I, um, you know, it's important to me that this isn't, you know, a player against the NCAA. This is just kind of a collaboration that, you know, we're, we're in an understanding that okay, um, if NIOs pass, you know I'm going to make my money for myself, and I'm not going to bother or take anything away from the NCAA. Um, and that's why it has you know no effect on them, and that's why you know I think that it should be passed.
0: I love it. Um, well, it, it, it's so good because I think the question that you you brought up is basically about helping college senior leaders, at least from my perspective, say you know, how might we turn this from a zero-sum game where there's winners and there's losers, and how might we actually create a place where we all can win and we can all generate more revenue and ultimately all connect with our fans on a deeper level? Um, And that's why I love what you guys are doing.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the whole point of this is that, you know, everyone's winning. You know, the NCAA is still making their money off off us and off us playing and off the schools, off the universities, but we're also able to to get a piece of that by being able to profit us, us individually. And this goes for our, you know, all, all athletes, all students and and, and different things like that.
0: Beautiful. Well, final question. My, my boys that, uh, that used to run a lot of the big Iowa podcasts and whatnot would kill me if they didn't, if they didn't have me ask you, uh, any fan experience things that you would change on campus there at, at Iowa, any, anything that you would change? Honestly,
1: no, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I kind of, when I was a kid, you know, you, you'd you walk around, you know, my grandfather was a famous soccer player. So, you know, in Bosnia, when I'd walk around with him, everybody would come up to him, ask him for pictures, ask him for autographs. And I was just like, as was this little kid. And I was just dreaming, like, you know, maybe one day that could be me. And um, it's, it's really special to walk around the campus and, and have people recognize me, come up to me, you know, share their stories, share how, how I've impacted them in some way. And that, that means the world to me. So no, I, I don't think there's any, you know, fan experience that you know I, I, I look back on and was like, I wish that didn't happen. I've had a lot of a lot of fun meeting a lot of great people, and especially in Iowa, people are are so amazing. They're so nice, and 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 so it's so special to be able to to meet with them. And hopefully, you know, through my NFTs, I can connect with even more. Beautiful,
0: Well, uh, Luca. I think that's a great way to close us out. Uh, where can people find out more about the new company and what you're doing? Uh, where where can we send them?
1: Uh, Luca Garza NFT group.io that is, that is going to be the place for you to go um, and find out more about, you know, the company and what, what our mission statement is, what we're trying to do and, and how we can help you effectively monetize your name. And
0: Beautiful. So we'll link to that in the show notes for everybody listening uh, in, in every way that we can uh, any, any Twitter fault handles or anything that we want to plug anything else before we close out here?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm uh. L Garza underscore 55 on uh, Instagram and Luca G underscore 55 on, on
0: Twitter. Awesome. All right. Hey, Luca, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Good luck awesome. in finals. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: I really appreciate it.
0: All right. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Checked In, a new tool in your operations toolkit that helps you understand exactly who's working in your venue. It's one of the tech products the engagement team helped create during the pandemic, and with it, we set out to solve some of the key problems sports and entertainment operators face every day. The tool does a few things, from helping you gain more labor data to operate more efficiently and mitigate risk, and it also saves you time and headaches by automating the horrible check-in and credential approval process that has existed for so long. But my favorite part of checked-in, hands down, is that it's tied to a digital learning platform. Now, historically, training game day staff has taken place before the beginning of a season, but how do you train the workers that start mid-season or the workers that just come in to work the big games, the big events? Well, this tool solves that issue. With Checked In, you can create and push training to your teammates digitally, and you can require employees to watch training videos before they're able to physically check in to work. Checked in has begun rolling out at some of the biggest stadiums in the country, and they're now opening up beta access on a limited basis. If you want to see how it works and get a demo, head to checkedin.app. That's dot napp We'll make it easy and link to it in the show notes. Hey guys, before you head out, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That helps more of your peers find the show as they search for ways to get better in their own roles. But this podcast is just a small part of what we do at Engagement. In our normal day in the office, we're crazy focused on helping athletic departments and sports and entertainment companies generate more revenue by becoming more customer-centric. To see how we might be able to help your organization, visit engagementpartners.com to learn more. Download a free guide, check out our blogs and case studies, or schedule a call with us if you want to see how we can help with your particular objectives. Our goal is to help you create deeper connections with fans and generate more revenue,
1: so when you're with us, hopefully you find a nugget or two that helps your cause.